This is Judith Lay welcoming you to Manx Radio and to the podcast of this week's edition of At Your Service. Manx Radio. Christian Aid Week starts very soon, and today Louise Whiteleg, our local representative for the charity, joins us not just with details of this year's campaign, but also a time of prayer and reflection to put the appeal into its proper context. And Paul Moores from the Leprosy Mission explains why he's desperate to reach greater heights. And as usual, we have our hymns. A little later in the programme, some by Charles Wesley, but first by Stuart Townend. And after this, Louise Whiteleg leads us in a time of preparation for Christian Aid Week, using her own thoughts mixed with prayer and Bible readings. Christian Aid believes that poverty is an outrage against humanity, that it robs people of dignity, freedom and hope, and of power over their own lives. We have a vision at Christian Aid, and that's an end to poverty. And we believe that working together, that vision can become a reality. We urge you to join us. Christian Aid Week is fast approaching. It's the 15th to the 21st of May this year. And it's that special opportunity where we come together as an island in actions, prayer and generosity to love our global neighbour. Can you help this year? Last year's project was a great success thanks to your help. The project was in Burundi and it was all about training young people, those who had not had the opportunity to go into employment or receive a full education. And we trained them in agricultural skills. The money you raised helped secure land and polytunnels 
and seeds, and it also helped provide teaching time. The young people learned how to manage land and grow produce. There were two cooperatives formed as well, where the profits from the sales of the food grown were fed back and distributed to the members as dividends. And I'm delighted to say that this project is now completely self-sufficient. And already a few of the members of the cooperative have left and gone on to successfully start their own businesses. This has left space for new youngsters to come and join, to learn and to earn. It's been a fantastic success. Psalm 100, a psalm for giving grateful praise. Shout out for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise him. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. greatest commandment. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. 
Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord God with all your heart, and all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is, Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Let us come to the river and be like trees planted by streams of water, putting our roots down deep into God's word, bearing good fruit that will last, not withering from fatigue, stretching out to receive and be a source of healing. Amen. This year's Christian Aid Week Appeal is all about cook stoves. If you've ever visited the Christian Aid stand at the Global Village on Timwall Day, you will be familiar with the cook stoves, with our delicious hot toasted marshmallows. But why cook stoves? Currently in Burundi, the women are cooking using open fires with large stones to hold in the heat. Not only an accident waiting to happen, but I'm sure you can imagine the mess and smoke that this creates. In Burundi, the women have to search for hours to find enough wood to burn just for the cooking of that day's meal. And cooking on open fires is so inefficient. I remember seeing this and being surprised at just how long it took to prepare the food. Burundi is a highly populated country in Africa and with almost all of the land being given over to agriculture, even the footpath verges. So trees are really rare and actually protected by legislation. It's only the fallen scraps of wood and debris that can be collected and this takes hours. As with many things, it's the women who are disproportionately affected, as they are the primary homemakers. Having an improved cook stove helps reduce deaths from smoke-related illnesses, mitigates climate change, and lowers air pollution both indoors and outdoors. The project also helps reduce the risk and the drudgery of collecting the firewood every day. The cook stoves can provide new sources of livelihood for women 
Either through the cooperatives or by enabling women to set up small businesses with the stoves through microloans, providing cooked food services. So what exactly are the cook stoves? They are small, self-contained units with a clay liner that holds the fuel and helps to focus the heat under the pan. Underneath this is a secure area where the ashes fall and are collected and there's a little door that helps to moderate the airflow. Around the sides of this unit are handles. Those stay cool, allowing the unit to be moved around and also offer more security to stop the cook stove being accidentally knocked over. The cook stoves use biomass fuel such as charcoal, paper or even vegetable matter and are designed to maximise efficiency, operating safely and minimising emissions harmful to human health. They're intended to replace cooking on open fires and help reduce energy poverty and create cleaner cooking solutions. As with the youth agricultural project, the Improved Cookstoves project will help equip two women-led cooperatives with the tools and the knowledge to manufacture the stoves. The project allows for the purchase of two plots of land and the building of the workshops. Two women-led cooperatives will be legally formed and members trained in how to build the cookstoves. Each of these cooperatives will be capable of manufacturing 7,240 cookstoves a year for the local market, the first 200 of which will be provided free to the most vulnerable households and the villagers. To ensure the longevity of the project, there is also assistance with the sales and marketing elements, helping to create and develop linkages to local markets and stimulate demand for these improved cookstoves. All of this means that the development will be fully self-sufficient when the project draws to a close. It's exciting that we can experience some normality this year with house to house and supermarket collections, coffee mornings and afternoon teas, recitals and quizzes, all a possibility once again. Can you help us to give dignity and hope to the woman in Burundi? Just £11 will help pay for a place on a workshop to educate on deforestation and climate change. £2 will help buy an improved cook stove for a vulnerable family. Thank you for all you do.
treasures in heaven. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Dear Lord, establish the work of our hands, faithful to us by the trees of Eden, faithful to us on the tree of Calvary, faithful to us from the tree of life's healing. We are your people, so answer us, O God, from the streets of your city, from your rivers of life, from your throne in heaven. Answer us now. How long will we be indifferent, inequality and injustice, deny compassion, healing and fullness of life? Come and come soon, Lord. Let the people rejoice from Eden to Calvary, from heaven to earth. Lift every voice to sing, Amen. Establish the works of our hands. Blessing in the name of God who plants the seeds of justice. Be hungry. In the name of Christ who hangs on the tree of love. Be fruitful. And in the name of the Spirit who inspires God's will in our hearts and our lives. Be celebrated. You are Christ's people here and throughout the world forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Louise Whiteleg, our local representative for Christian Aid on the island. And if you'd like to help Louise with Christian Aid Week that starts on May the 15th, Louise would love to hear from you. 
She's very active on the local Christian Aid Week Facebook page, but you can also call or text her on 474 275. 474 275. The Leprosy Mission is wonderfully well supported on the island, and their representative, Paul Moores, based in the north of England, is a welcome visitor here. He joins us again now with greatest heights on his mind because the leprosy mission is in the midst of one of its most crucial and possibly biggest appeals ever. High on a hill in Nepal in Anandaban Research Centre, pioneering work is taking place to reach the greatest height of all, ending leprosy. In a crumbling laboratory on a mountaintop, the team are making scientific breakthroughs that will have a global impact. But the laboratory is now at risk of closing. It's too small, not fit for purpose, and was severely damaged in the terrible earthquakes of 2015. It will not pass the upcoming Nepali government inspection. Without this laboratory, the chance to end leprosy in our lifetime will be lost forever. Great generosity has helped thousands of people affected by leprosy and inspired medical teams to make life-changing discoveries. Now... We must go even further. We must reach greater heights. Anandaban Research Centre must be rebuilt. That's the pledge that the Leprosy Mission has made. It must continue to be a place of medical miracles. Well, right now we are focusing an awful lot of our time looking at this whole subject of greater heights, pushing for more, travelling down new paths, in a desire for spiritual breakthrough, for scientific breakthrough. And as we've done this, more and more we've been drawn to the parallels with physical and athletic attempts at excellence as well. So I just want to share a couple of illustration stories revolving around this. Every new achievement, every extraordinary find, every path that's never been trodden before has always been met with dissenting voices, whether it's a dissenting voice of unbelief or prejudice or negativity. But over 60 years ago, in fact, on, on May the 6th, 1954, one of these incredible happenings took place. Something that many intelligent people had even said was impossible and would cause a heart attack for somebody who did it. And then a 25-year-old British medical student called Roger Bannister became the first person to run a mile in under four minutes. Within a year, 37 others had recorded a four-minute mile. And by the end of 1956, over 300 had broken through this greater height. The other illustration I want to share is a very interesting one. I don't know about you, but I love the Olympics. I get up at some ridiculous hours to watch things like hockey and even synchronised swimming and things that you never think about in between times and even recently curling at ridiculous hours. But it just has a thing about it, the Olympics, doesn't it? Where I can remember back watching Sebastian Coe versus Steve Over and, and obviously 2012 and all the wonderful memories of... Mo Farah and Jessica Ennis and Greg Rutherford winning all those golds in London. But there was always one thing that used to come up on the screen when I was younger, watching athletics and watching the Olympics. And I, I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was talking about. So I never asked what it really meant. And it was the initials PB. PB would come up on the screen when somebody had achieved something. I've now found out in later life that obviously PB means personal best. 
And one of the reasons I have found that out is that I have very annoying friends who regularly send me on Facebook. I today did a PB, whether it's running or open water swimming or whatever it is. But PB is something that shows as humans that we are always wanting to press on for something greater. Now, most people will be aware of a device known as the Fitbit. It's basically a watch that measures your daily steps, your heart rate, and much, much more. Now, it's a great feeling, isn't it, to know that you are going better. You're being better all of the time. And I think it's a real incredible picture of our human desire to be greater. Because back in 2010, when the Fitbit was launched, they sold 58,000 of them in the first year. Six years later, in 2016, they recorded sales of 23 million. That's a picture, isn't it, of us as humans wanting to record how we're doing, to measure how we're doing, and to press on to something greater. In every human heart, there's the desire to be better. It's because we're made in the image of the highest one of all. In 2022, we are praying that we're able to hit greater heights as a mission. And I pray that for you too, as every individual listening this morning. May God bless you as you pursue him and pursue new things. Thank you to Louise Whiteleg and to Paul Moores. The Leprosy Mission on the Island have a strong presence on Facebook. If you go to facebook.com and search for Leprosy Mission Isle of Man, you will find their contact details there. Christine Sugden and Ellie Duchars would love to hear from you. And that's almost all that we have time for this morning, so let's finish with a look at our notice board. This evening, the Mariners will be in Bride Methodist Church for an evening service starting at half past six, at which Mrs. Brenda Kinnish will preach and Ari Isinger will be the soloist. And as usual, it'll be followed by supper and community hymn singing, with everyone made very welcome. Looking to the week ahead and on Bank Holiday Monday tomorrow, there's a collector's fair at Dolby Schoolrooms with home cooking from 12 noon to 5pm. Homemade Manx broth and bread, a selection of sandwiches and cakes, as well as afternoon teas indoors or, if the weather permits, in the garden. There's also the renowned Dolby Cake Stall and the annual Plant Stall, along with the collector's stalls in the church and schoolrooms. A real treasure trove of delights and the perfect day out on a bank holiday. There's no admission fee, just drop by for a skeet and a route. All proceeds after costs go to the charity Prostate Awareness Isle of Man and the Pahar Trust, a Manx charity working to help develop schools in Nepal, as well as supporting St James's Church Restoration Fund. It's Super Monday at Colby tomorrow. They will be serving lunches between noon and one o'clock in Colby Methodist Church. You're invited to join the Colby community for a bowl of homemade soup, fresh bread and tea or coffee. No charge, but donations would be welcome to help with costs. There's a coffee morning in Balafesson Methodist Chapel on Tuesday from 10 till half past 11 and a community film night in Castletown Methodist Church also on Tuesday. That's Tuesday night starting at 7 o'clock. All are welcome to come along and enjoy our latest film. Free admission, tea and coffee, donations would be welcome. And in Castletown Methodist Church, there's a coffee morning in their church lounge on Thursday from 10 till half past 11. And on Friday, 
May the 6th, at noon, there's a soup lunch in Port St Mary Methodist Church. And last but by no means least, Glenmay Craft Market with those famous bacon baps is Saturday, May the 7th, because it's the first Saturday of the month. The Glenmay Craft Market is open from 11am to 3pm. It's in the Glenmay Chapel and Community Centre, as usual, with homemade produce and handicrafts by local artists, gifts, knitwear, jewellery, artwork and so much more. Free entry and homemade light lunches, with those famous bacon baps, of course, will be available. Just head for the village and look out for the bunting and the banners. And that's all that we have time for now. But I'll be back in the studio tonight from nine with Sundown. And this week, our usual easy listening music programme will begin with a look back over the Manx Music Festival that finished last night. We'll be celebrating its return to our Manx calendar after a three-year absence by listening to a selection of winning performances, including, of course, the Cleveland Medal Test and the Sheffield Plate, the equivalent award for young singers. I'd love you to join me if you can. Do please email me if you've got items for the notice board or you'd like to request a favourite hymn to be included in a future programme. My email address is judithlay at manxradio.com. So, till whenever we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for listening and I wish you and those you love a truly blessed week and a very good morning. (music) 